0: Ladies and gentlemen welcome back to aiden meets interesting people i do i know it has been a while since i've put one of these out and I, I always promise that i'm going to get a run on them um and i do that and then i don't do it but uh i mean i promise this time
1: uh, <laughs> it's gonna be I, different i'm
0: gonna get a run on it because i'm gonna be so motivated by the end of this uh because my friend here paul paul watkins
1: i know i need to
0: motivate me i'm gonna try we'll, yeah
1: there's no promises we do what we can. <laughs> Work with what you've got. Ah, very good. Um Paul,
0: a lot of people, a lot of people around wannable will know you. And I'm very reluctant to open the podcast with uh this is Paul Watkins, yeah. the the uh pharmacist slash Arctic Explorer, slash father slash guest uh you know, speaker, slash TED
1: Talker, because I know how much you hate titles. <laughs> oh, I do. <laughs> I just because I've done I had that thing where people would ask you what you do and you haven't met them and they don't know you, and I for a long time I didn't know how to answer it. It's like yeah. What do you do? You know, what's your background? Oh, sit down. We'll talk about. it. It's yeah, going to take a while to go through to it all. Like, go. but the flip side is, I can. I find myself there. I can go in a room with different people and talk to them. Like, stick me in a room with a bunch of doctors. I can talk to them. Yeah. Stick me in a room with a bunch of guys that run a warehouse. I can talk to them. Chippies, like, just all yeah. different ranges of people. I've got enough knowledge to have a semi-reasonable conversation. Hold my own for a bit. So that's a good thing.
0: Excellent. All right. We'll try and avoid. We'll avoid labels. Yeah. Uh, See, I'm and uh, I'm also been showing myself as tech yeah. know nothing <laughs> as we've wrestled with the equipment, yeah. as I do every podcast. Yeah. Um, I, also, every podcast, I Google my guests because I like to see. That can't be good. Uh, I like to go to, yeah. Uh, it says here that you're a member of the Charles Manson family.
1: I didn't know that. but Yeah. Yeah, I have uh, actually been told that before. How, That's not true, but
0: I, I was wondering how many speaking gigs you've probably lost because people are like, oh, yeah, i oh, heard Watkins, on Google it. Watkins, yeah, Google him. Yeah. yeah, no, right. delete, yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I have heard that before, though. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. Very good. Um, well, I've just finished your book. Thank you. So, yeah, uh, Lost and Found. So, well, I bought it. Not, yeah. I didn't find it in the Lost and Found. I, got, good. I bought it, paid money for it. Got the autographed copy. Too. Two bucks at the op shop. No. They're not old enough to be the option. Oh yeah, okay. Uh That'd be disheartening. It, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe someone enjoyed it and they, they said passed it, it on. Than, yeah, and set it on fire. I don't
1: think I've made it there yet, so we're doing alright. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um So what I want to sort of chat with you about today, we'll get to what's in the book, but I really I want people to finish the podcast and and go and buy the book and yep. read the story of the six six three three. And um I mean. There's plenty of spoiler alerts out there already, but yeah, uh, this is a, an Arctic adventure. Why, why don't you just just give me the quick, too long didn't read uh, of that <laughs> the okay. version?
1: Yeah, yeah, the race itself. Well, I've done the race twice, so the race has been going for about eleven years now. And I went there in 2017 um, and attempted the race and got my butt handed to me like halfway through, like eighty <laughs> percent of people, like
0: yeah literally 80 percent Eighty percent of people don't
1: make it yeah and yeah. for you know if there's five people in the start line four of them aren't seeing the finish line and yes. like they've had years where no one finished at all and that's happened on the regular like yeah. not a soul made it to the finish line um so that first attempt yeah got halfway and having said that there were 25 at the start line and by the time i pulled the pin at halfway there was only nine left anyway yes and only five or six made it to the finish line that year anyway
0: i look back through race results yeah um and there's times where people haven't even made night time. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, know, you head off at 10.30 on the Thursday or whatever. Yeah. They're cooked by half past six at night. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> I don't know the weather conditions on those particular years, but yeah, there's a lot of people out there who come in well prepared for this. Yeah, thing, absolutely. And, as you said.
1: Yep. Well, in the interim, so I did attempt at 2017 was back in 2019. Mm. In 2018, um, in the first day or the morning of the second day, getting up and over rights pass, the weather was so bad that like the the front runners had got through it. And there was this middle block of racers who was stuck in that weather. Yeah. And the race organizers made the call just to go, we're, we're DNFing the lot of you, you're all okay. Like you're capable of continuing. The yeah. weather is so bad and so dangerous. We're just pulling you out, you're just out, it's over, I'm sorry. Oh, the race it, did not
0: continue. Yeah, so
1: the guys who got through the weather continued and the guys uh, who were right behind it continued. But yeah. that middle block that got caught in it, they're just like, we just have to pull you out there's no choice here and i was chatting to one of the guys because he came back in 2019 and he said the car pulled up and he said the wind was so heavy that even he and he was a big boy attached to his sled he said i was literally lifted up me and the sled just airborne into the snowbank like the wind just picked him up and just slammed him off the road and he's like yeah you can pull me out We're good let's go (laughs) get me out of here so you can be really well prepared and do all the right things yeah and the environment says, cool story. No, <laughs> off you go. So <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a whole bundle of things that can go wrong that have nothing to do with you. And then there's yeah. a whole bundle of things that can go wrong that entirely are on your head. But yeah, no, I, mean, I guess
0: good. the organizers at that point are thinking either someone's going to get, someone's going to die because, and, and. Yeah, we can't realistically get out there and get them.
1: No, no, that's an issue too. Of like, how do we rescue these guys if we have to get out there? And they these guys are in you know the the ubiquitous big black Suburbans and stuff to get out there. And even they were struggling. Like it was just they were hiding behind the car to wait for a gust to get in the car. Yeah, it was. Um, it got pretty brutal. So brutal.
0: Well, you lucky you dodged a bullet. I dodged. I
1: picked the right year. Like I went back the next year, and the weather was relatively calm. So like it just. Just pick the gap. <laughs> I'll
0: take it. I don't care. I'll take it. I did learn in your book a couple of new words. One of them was the katabatic. Yeah. Katabatic winds. Katabatic I had to look winds. That up. Yep. Uh, winds that come down the hill Yep. off the mountain and, and smash you. Yeah, straight out of the super North freezing. Pole. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they're rough. And I, I copped a bit of that in 2017. And I remember it because I remember thinking, well, I, I was actually happy about it because I felt like I got the full experience now. Like if you went and it was sunny and it never <laughs> was windy, you'd kind of feel ripped. But I went there and got absolutely demolished on the second day and went, well, yeah. this is what I paid for, like, full yeah.
0: ticket, thank you. you know, i got what I asked for. All right, so the race begins in a place called Eagle, Eagle Plains. Eagle Plains, Yeah. Um, which is a long way from anywhere. It,
1: from anywhere at all. From like, anywhere. it's out of, out of space, out of time. Like yeah. it's, if you've ever watched Ice Road Truckers, it's, it's one of the stops on the Dempster Highway, like the Ice Road Truckers. Right. Um, and I remember when we got there the first time, like, the, the seasoned race veterans are like, even if we get there at 10 a.m., order dinner. Because the lady at reception is also the cleaner, she's the cook, she's right. the wait. Like there's two people running the joint. They do everything. One so if show. you if you order dinner six or seven hours in advance, should turn up on time. Like, <laughs> don't be the last guy ordering dinner at seven o'clock because you're not getting that, that day. <laughs>
0: right. Okay. <laughs> so with a with a an unknown dinner in your belly, yep. you then basically head north for Yep, six
1: hundred and fourteen 600 kilometers, kilometers if you can do it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um and half of it you i mean you it's you're on the plains for a while yeah and then yeah. you hit the ice road yep now that in that reads as mm. the river froze yeah so great now we can drive on it
1: At the end of that is exactly correct so we spent uh, we spend Incredible, basically 200 180 k's on the road so you're on you're like literally on the road watch out for trucks like it might yeah. be two trucks like a day road? nah just no. like a packed gravel okay and it's what they call a burn so the the roads here and the snow level looks equal. But if you step off the road onto the snow, it actually ah. goes down like you're phoom, <laughs> out of there. So stay on the road. Right. Um, then you get onto the Peel River. And it is literally a frozen river. And the locals literally plow a line mm. through the center of the river. A um, couple of cars wide, like fairly wide. Yeah. Free ride, And they'll drive on it. Like yeah. for the winter, that's that's access road. And they'll drive up and down it no worries at all. Yeah. And then uh, we got back to Inovic, which was about uh 480 k's in and then you're back on a new road again that took you all over the finish line to tuck so you kind of you know about half on a road and half just on frozen frozen ice
0: yeah and this race is it's not a go to checkpoint one and then um have a keep have a keep in a bed have a shower um and they you know there's there's not there's not a food van there waiting for you. Uh and you know, you, you get some pizza and then okay at ten o'clock in the morning we go again. So have yep. one ready at ten. Mm. This is a point Darn. A is here, yep. Eagle Plains. Point B is six hundred kilometers away. Yep. See you when you get there. Pretty much. Go, or, yeah, almost, yeah. Sorry, there are Checkpoints, but the checkpoints where you're on your way. Yeah,
1: exactly. Safe. There's no time off. There's like the clock starts now and it stops when you either yeah. run out of land, run out of time or run out of will. Whatever happens first, <laughs> that's when you it You eat stops. when you eat, sleep when you sleep. Yeah, that's it. You fully stop when you stop you're autonomous. It's up to you what you want to do, when you want to do it, how you want to do all that kind of stuff. Checkpoints, I said, we'll give you hot water if we can get the, the stoves on Yeah. Uh, and we'll give you shelter from the wind. And sometimes it's a trailer, sometimes it's a school hall or a community hall. Yeah. Um, Cause the communities up there are amazing. They're really fascinating. Um, and as a side note, I, I love the fact that during the COVID time, um, so last year or the year before, no last year, I think, the organisers spoke to the communities up there because they're, they're in your communities and said, look, are you happy for us to come and run the race again? Yeah. And the community said, look, we're not in lockdown. Like, it's, we're open, but we would appreciate it if you didn't out of respect for we don't want people coming through the community. We're trying to yeah. do what we can. And the race organiser said, cool, we're not going okay. to do it. We will respect the communities. We're not going to come up. And they ran an alternate version of the race that didn't go into those small communities mm. out of respect. And I think that yeah, was sure. great. And it's mm. one of the reasons I think they have a good relationship. So when you do come into those communities, people are magic. Like part of the race rules is you're not allowed to accept help. Like, yeah. you know, people can't give you a lift or clothing right. or food or anything. But right. whenever so a local
0: so- drives past and goes like, here, you want some food? Yeah, you lift or gonna you're gonna no. No. Yeah,
1: you've got to say no, technically. Yeah. So, I mean, they said, you know, if you're... I know there have been years where people have frozen and they've knocked on a door thinking it was the checkpoint oh. and it was someone's home. And then we invited them in, given them a meal, warmed them up. Yeah. And then the guys have headed out again and got to the next checkpoint. And they're like, What are you doing? Like, that was some person's house. <laughs> Sorry, we're full. We can't, yeah, yeah. We're not eating. We can't eat. So, um, but whenever anyone passed it, they were always, You okay? Do you need anything? Do you want something to eat? Are yeah. Everything all right. Like they're always so amazing. So, yeah, it was nice to see that interaction with the
0: community. I thought that the locals, because you did have a couple in, in the book sort of very mm. short interactions. and
1: mm. But
0: they must think you're absolutely nuts walking up and down those roads. I think they find like it they fac- live there. Yeah, they find it obviously. fascinating. Like, yeah.
1: you know, I, I remember the last, the second last day. So I was heading out of Vinavik up to Tuck. So I'm in that last stint now um, and just got on that new highway to get up there. And this, this pickup truck drove past and he pulled over. And he was, he was like this caricature out of a Western, like this old bloke. And he's like, what are you doing, mate? Like, um, I'm going to tuck. And he, he said, if it's blowing, I wouldn't be going. And then he just cracked himself up and drove <laughs> off. I'm like, oh God, what am I doing? You know. So they're 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 interesting. You meet interesting people out there because yeah. they're they're just hard. Like they live out there for either because by choice or because yeah. they have no alternative, but they're right. living out there and it's you're right, it's it's not, you know. Yeah. Sunny and beach worthy. Interest like
0: rates it. are going up, man. I might have to live out there it's, too. It's it's hard I living out no there, choice. man.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's a different world. What do they do out there? What's it like? I don't know. I think a lot of them work in the oil and gas industry because there's a yeah. fair bit of that up there. Yeah. Um. I I'm not totally kind of an expert on this, but I believe mm. the Canadian government. Give them some kind of payment to live up there. If uh, that okay. makes sense. Yeah. Whether that's because we want population up there or they're just moving indigenous communities, I don't know. But yeah. I think there is some financial incentive for them to live in those areas. Yeah. Because so, um, like,
0: like I Google Maps a bit of the, the the route that you go on, and and like some of these towns are quite I mean mm, nine hundred people or something in in alone, yep. isn't there? Like yeah, yeah. Quite. Yeah, I mean, that's
1: a sizable. Community. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's not six people. Our, yeah. our checkpoint yeah. there or the finish line is the the school hall, like it's the actual school. And I yeah. remember meeting the principal and I said, Oh, how many students have you got? She said, 400. Yeah. And I said, 1,200 people in town. And she said, It's not a lot to do here, mate. <laughs> like, I like, guess, fair point. Yeah. Right out. <laughs> we'll take it. No worries. Ah, yeah.
0: uh, <laughs> very good. So you, you yeah, you went, you went in in 2017. Um, had some issues around day two day three day i just learned i just learned yeah. the
1: hard way like and like you said the first night knocked out a third of the race like it got yeah. rough it got real rough real quick yeah. and rough as in it did what it should do like the weather was exactly what it always is like it wasn't like we got caught in a hurricane or something like no it was just hard just and we all went yeah. wow you weren't kidding like it wasn't advertising <laughs> jargon on the on the leaflet it's actually that hard like you know. yeah. and i made i made some dumb mistakes like that first night I camped in like the lowest possible point of the entire trail. Yeah. Which is where all the like the campground somewhere. Yeah, yeah the Rock yeah. River campground. And I'm like, I'm I froze. I couldn't sleep. I wasted hours trying to get it all sorted out. And I was chatting to a guy afterwards who was also competing that year, and he's a SAS veteran. He's like, Mate, did you look at the map? Like yeah. that's the lowest point. That's where yeah. all the cold air goes and sits. Like so yeah. that is the deep freezer inside a deep freezer. Yeah. And you tried to sleep in that The Arctic like, version of Ballarat. Yeah, I'm like Basically, I'm like, when you put it that way, yeah, that probably wasn't the smartest thing that I did the entire time I was there. So I just, I just made so many mistakes like, and they just, they just build. They build, there's never (laughs) one thing that takes you out. You make a hundred small mistakes and then you add all those up and you're done.
0: Yeah. I just just remembered why, why I was GPSing and Google maps and things and figuring out the distance, but maybe some people. Uh, don't realise how far this is yep. so I've mapped this out uh, the walk <laughs> yep. that, you, that, that you did was waterable to Geelong via the Great Ocean Road so the long way uh, yep then up to Melbourne yep then you've got to go across to Ballarat and then back down to Warrnambool again, Yeah, nice. that's 615 odd K's good trip. Yeah. Dragging a sled, dragging a sled. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Which weighs approximately 22 kilos, give yeah. or take. Yeah. yeah yep. Just on the snow oh, wheels and then snow. You've Had
1: wheels. Yeah. yeah. They're detachable wheels. So you yeah. could choose, like once you hit the ice road, you could take them off. Cause it would just scoop like slide yeah. along. I left mine on cause I just. Couldn't be bothered taking them off. No, would you? And they it rolled fine. And it's yeah. like it's just it's a fail point because yeah. then if you've got to put them back on and you break something or you can't or you're too yeah. stupid to do it, it ain't broke. Just leave it. Just, go and just and yeah, and guys would take them on and take them off, but that's time. I'm like, yeah, just leave it. It's working fine. Don't <laughs> don't risk it. Leave it. Yeah, very good. So there was a that's quite a good story.
0: And as I say, I want people to go and read the book. But there's quite a good story about how you came back after 2017 mm. and you sat down and you went, I, I can't. I'm not. Not okay, I'm not happy with that. <laughs> I'm not, yeah. So rather than look for another event, you yep. went, I'm going to go back to the same place, yeah, but I'm going to do it better, yeah. <laughs> so you sat down and you sort of went through various bits and point pieces and mm. um hunted down a few people, I think, and got some advice, yeah, etc., etc. Um, and then, yeah. Went back and 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 won it in at the end.
1: I think the scientist in me wanted I think to that repeat part it. Of the spoiler alert is, is that, okay. that's already out there. If you're in Warrantle, you haven't heard me prattle yeah. on about it, you've probably been under a rock or something. Yeah, but yeah. Right. but I think it was the scientist in me going, I want to go back and repeat test. Like it's yes. If if you, I did the race in 2017, failed, came home went and went did something else and finished it, that would still be a missed. Like could you have done it or not? Because even if you went and did something else and did fantastic, yeah. that race still beat you. It was like. You've got to go back and you're kind of got to answer it. And the, the question for me was, can I go the distance? I didn't care about where I finished. Just can I do it? Yes. Can I physically, mentally, emotionally get to the finish line? Yeah. So the only way I was going to close that book was actually go and do that. And when I was prepping to go back in 2019, like my mum said, like how, like if you don't make it this time, like how how many times are we doing this? Like, like serious question. Like yeah. how many times are you going to torture us and make us watch you go do this? Um, it was a good question. I said, look, if I went back in 2019 and I failed because of something that was out of my control, like just weather, like we, you know, something, you know, the weather was horrific and they pulled everyone off the course or whatever, they're going to have to go back. But I said, if I go there and everything's fine and I throw everything by the kitchen sink at it and still can't do it, then we're yeah. done. Like, could you do it? No. Question answered. No, like it was yeah. beyond I you. I don't belong there. No, this <laughs> is not right for me. Take, yeah. up, take up knitting, whatever. Don't do it. <laughs> So it was a case of going, I need to know the circumstances of what happens to know whether I'd go back and keep going until I either made it or quit and admitted that it was beyond me.
0: Yeah. Thankfully, it wasn't.
1: Thankfully, no then you're done. You don't have to go People you going back? No. Why would no, I go yeah. back? Like, it was horrible. I People don't know. Do I
0: have... oh, look through the results. Yeah. Dude's won it three times now. The, yeah. Tibby, the, the Romanian. The Roman, Romanian he's a
1: he's a unit. He's an absolute unit. But mm-hmm. he's that's his jam. He's very good at it. Yeah. yeah. He won it and then came back again for the sole purpose of setting the course record. Ah, uh, yeah. So yeah. he was there with a very set purpose. I'm like, yeah. Have had it bro? For it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. If you could not turn up the ears on there, awesome. <laughs> That'd be great. I'd really appreciate it. Um, this
0: is this is one thing, and this could have been in the book, and maybe I'll skip this page for whatever reason. I don't know. But you were very meticulous, and you had this card with you that said, I'm going to be at this checkpoint at this time, and I'm going to be at the next checkpoint at yep. that time because I'm going to spend 20 minutes here, yep. not 40 minutes. Or yep. I'm not going to get an extra hours kip. I'm spending 20 minutes yep. and I'm out the door. Yeah. So you you and and you know, you very meticulously stuck to that plan for the most part, as best I could, as best you could. Um, and, but I, I don't know if this, again, I don't know if I missed this in the book, but your, your finishing time was 195 hours, Yep. which is a, that's a, a couple of work weeks. Yes. It's a bit of work. Yeah. Um, what time did it say in your card that you were going to do?
1: I finished an hour fifteen ahead of schedule.
0: An hour fifteen, yeah, out of one hundred and ninety five. Yeah, yeah, but it was an hour and a bit got ahead. Pretty much close to seventy I, minutes. I left
1: home going, "I'm going to finish." said I'm going to finish at three thirty on the Friday. That'll be day eight. Yeah, and I came yeah. in at two fifteen. So,
0: <laughs> I don't think that was like or
1: good management but good management. <laughs> but it just, I'll take it. Whatever had happened, it panned yeah. out that I crossed the line at that time. Yeah, and, that'll do. it. I'm done. Yeah,
0: and uh, and yeah, you needed that, Aaron.
1: 15, yeah. 15 minutes. Every yeah. minute count. Like I, yeah. I won by about, I think it was like 90 minutes in the end or something yeah. like that. So it was like all the little things, the discipline of not spending extra time at checkpoints and not taking it easy or just anything that cost me time, I needed every single minute. Yeah. That was worth the discipline of staying the course and having my sleep strategy and just, you know, doing what I said I'd do and behaving the way I said I behave. And that was it. Yeah. And I think I said a little while ago, I wrote a blog about it, just going, the guys that, One in 2017, when I didn't finish, when I looked at them, they weren't spectacular athletes necessarily. Like, it's not like the strongest guy won or the fastest guy won. Yeah. It's like the people that finished made really high quality decisions and they were disciplined enough to make those decisions no matter how tired they were or how cold they were or hungry. Like, they just make good decisions and stick to them. Longer than anyone else, yeah, and they get to finish because they did that. (laughs) So, that was a good lesson to go. You don't have to be the fastest or the strongest, yeah, you just have to be more disciplined for longer than the other guy, and that's it. And that's what you had to do. So, yeah, (laughs) easy easy as that, (laughs) easy as that. I'll write that down. (laughs)
0: Um, in in, again, in my my research on this race, and then we'll get off this race and, and look at how you got there in the first place and then uh, where you're going to next, but um. I noticed that there was this real obvious lack in the races of Mm. people from Scandinavia (laughs) and people from Australia, the UK, and the US wouldn't, like 80% of the people going are from countries that don't belong. Yeah, in that environment. Countrymen (laughs) and countrywomen that don't belong in that environment. Yep. Yet the Danes and the Swedes and the Canadians and stuff are nowhere to be seen. They
1: probably looked at us and went, you people are idiots. (laughs) Like, why would you do that? There's got to
0: be something in it. They must... Is it because, like, for them, that's living? So that's not really what they're after. So do they go and hunt, like, I don't Sahara know. And, desert and that cultures? might be it. I was
1: just thinking, like, there's a, there's a really famous run in the Sahara, the Marathon de Saab, which is maybe that's full of Danes. Like, maybe that's where yeah. they, like, I need to go somewhere that's the opposite of where I live. And they're probably doing the, the same thing and going, I'll go there because it's, like, 45 degrees every yeah. day. Eh? So yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, look, maybe that's because they've been – they've lived in that environment for so long – the challenge is there but it's not far enough removed to get them really excited yeah like, well they're
0: park run you know. yeah they're saturday park it. run yeah probably yeah, in negative yeah. 27 that's so.
1: right just do 50 park runs in <laughs> a row and you're done like that's it so i don't know maybe maybe that's it maybe they're just smarter
0: Cool. all right let's leave the uh, leave leave the 6633 arctic ultra alone um people who want to who want to find out you know the, the bulk of this story. One, go and get the book, lost yep, and found. Yep. Um. But you've done other podcasts as well. You can.
1: Yeah, I've done a bunch of podcasts. You can get the book on Audible now too. Which is if you oh, yeah. if you're one of those people who are like me, go. I don't have time to read because the kids yeah. will like give me four minutes to read and that's it. And I, I listen to a heap of stuff on a run. That's been super yeah, handy. You've got a
0: big lawn here too. You get through a whole book while you're. Mowing. Yeah, easy. Just, yeah. yeah, it takes a while to mow, so yeah. that,
1: that's handy. So yeah, you can certainly grab that if that's that's your jam. Yeah. Find out all about it.
0: Um. All right. Let's have a let's have a quick chat about how you got where you are this is not you didn't go from uh sitting here in your house to going no I'm going to go to the Arctic and, and win this race um you've been you, you've hiked and climbed on every continent yeah I have yeah. yeah been
1: fortunate enough to do all that kind of stuff and none of this I should say none of this was a plan like often people think like you look at the social these days and people think that oh you did that because you had this grand plan and you you know you had yeah. an aspiration to do this it's like no no I had no. none of that I just you know, I, I got into running and stuff because I was rubbish at any other sport at school, and then I got out of it, then I got back into it because I was overworked and stressed and was sick of being unhealthy all the time. And that led me to do a little mountain climb, like a little trek in Nepal, and that led to something else. And they just kind of layered upon, layered upon, and then you just find yourself doing ridiculous stuff. So it wasn't a – it's not like I've, I had this lifelong dream since I was five to do any of this. So I could just – I've just opened doors and gone, I wonder what's over there. And then just yeah, allowed myself to go not. through it and see what it was. go back
0: to your parents and they go like, oh, Paul, he was always oh, he was an to... adventurer. No, no. Pulling that wagon around he, the backyard. Exactly <laughs>
1: that. I was a kid in the book all the time. He just didn't go outside. They're yeah. like, nah, he was never going to do any of that. Right. Um, it was more a case of, I just wanted to go and have experiences mm. and just see what happened. So a lot of the climbs and treks and races I've done have been based on, I want to go to that place and do that thing. Versus I tick a box and it's you know a lifelong aspiration or whatever. It's like, like going to the Antarctic to do an expedition. I'm like, that's ridiculous. I'd love to do that. Let's just yeah. go do that. Like, yeah. I don't know if it's going to lead anywhere or it'll all <laughs> who did knows you do down there.
0: What did you do in the
1: kind of Vincent Arctic? Massive, which is it's the highest peak on Vincent the massive. massive yeah. yeah, um, it's in the Ellsworth Ranges, so V I N S O N, massive. Oh, so Vincent. it's hmm. um, it's the highest peak there and it's just. The opportunity was there to do it. Like by that stage, I had enough of a resume that allowed to go do it. Like I had to go oh, with yeah. a guiding company and a professional guide and all that. But it was cool. Like, they fly you into the middle of nowhere. They dump you. Like there's no support. Like, it's not like you've got porters or Sherpas or anything. There's just yeah. it was a bunch of us and a lead guide. And we're like, they're going to fly us in and kick us out. And we'll call them when we're done. And if the weather's yeah. good, they'll come pick you up. And it was one of those weird things. They're like, have an open ended ticket to come home because. You might do the expedition in a couple of weeks, but they can't fly in to pick you up unless the weather is good at takeoff and landing. Yeah. So you you just sit there until the weather's the right conditions for them to come and get you. Like the record's a month. Like <laughs> they just sat there and just, they're coming today? Yeah. No. Nah. With whatever food you had left. Yeah. Out of you your just, yeah, you get to a base camp oh, yeah. with um, ALE Antarctic Logistics and Expeditions. They kind of help you out if you get stuck. Um, but a lot of it was just like, I'm going and we'll be back when we're back. And that's about it. And look, we were lucky. We hot-footed it. Like, we summited, we're coming back down and got word that the weather window was there, but it wasn't going to be there for long. And we just bolted it, got back, had a (laughs) couple of hours, literally got got on the plane, flew back to South America, had enough time to get a shower, get a cab to the airport, and literally just got on my flight to get home. Like, would you any any mistake (laughs) along the way and i was not getting home so it just it was funny i got on the flight the flight from santiago to auckland's like 14 hours and i got on the flight you know there's a lady next to me and like i literally expedition flight out of antarctica south america shower airport into the plane bang sleep and i woke up okay and the lady next to me she's like what did you take like, what do you mean? She's like, we're landing like 14 hours. You haven't moved. You haven't, like nothing. Like like, put a towel over she's your head or like, something. Like, well, he's dead. He's gone. I can't move. But she said, like, you literally fell asleep as we took off. And we're landing now. Wow. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, I was a little tired. Yes. <laughs> Bit weary she's busted to go to the toilet yeah, yeah and i'm just being really annoyed yeah. i think she, they could have thrown me out the plane i wouldn't have known but anyway so yeah i've really i've done a lot of weird yeah. stuff but it is more about just exploring opportunities and wanting to do a thing because i wanted to do the thing not because it had an accolade like, yeah i've never like won or been in a climb or a race that's had money in it or anything like it's not for that i, I did notice to... that I mean, yeah I no.
0: races and it's like there is no purse no, no there's like...
1: <laughs> zero purse yeah like the next experience no coming up zero yeah. purse like there's nothing in yeah. it so you're like which i think is good you just go yes. because you wanted to go there and do that thing in that place and have that experience yeah which i think is a good way to go so when it's tough or when it's horrible you remind yourself why you went there and experienced the place and all that kind of stuff so um yeah, yeah. and that's kind of just followed opportunities and that's led me to yeah. doing a whole bunch of weird stuff. So Antarctica, Kokoda, you've done twice. twice. You did once once with a porter? Yep, once with a porter when I was just not good at any of this stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I went back 10 years later. Um, I often show that to school kids. Yeah. Um, I've got the photo of me the first time and I'm like a sweaty mess, like just a dumpster fire of a hiker, like just say so that. <laughs> and then the second photo when I've got a huge pack and I'm fine, look healthy and happy and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I explain to them like, it's really easy these days on Instagram, you look at someone doing something and you're like, oh, I'd love to do that, but look at that guy. I could never do that. That's a finished product. Yeah. Like I, I like to show them the photos when I was just rubbish to go, that took me 10 years to get good at it. So yeah. if you want to do it and you can't do it next week, can't makes you normal, like it's okay. Don't, don't get hooked on the whole finished product, someone else's finished product and let that determine whether you think you can do it or not. Yeah. Like I've done it twice, much better the second time decade between the two. Yeah. So.
0: Well, there'll be people out there now listening to this who have already given up on their uh New Year's resolutions because they haven't reached the finished
1: product yeah. yet, you know. Do you know that ninety seven percent of people who set out to lose weight on January one don't make it. Like they don't end up losing they end up yeah. putting on more weight than they had to begin with. Right. Ninety seven That's horrific. Yeah.
0: Ninety seven percent yeah.
1: Yeah. So they you know, if you take all those people, and you're not gonna lose weight. Three yeah. percent of them keep it off by the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's not many. That's that's positive, isn't it? <laughs> the happier things. <laughs> things
0: um we'll, we'll talk about uh yeah oh, oh, we'll stick with that for a second um denali interests me the first time i ever met you or, or, hmm. or was that one of your uh, probably i think it would have been early early public speaking days
1: long time ago yeah Woodford that's how it. school or something
0: yeah okay um, yep yep yeah uh and you just fi- just come back from denali i think and yep. you, you had your big boots and yep. all this sort of stuff and we uh, you know a speaking to the cool of, things of 12 people i don't even know why i was at woodford primary i don't even know why i was there i've never worked there in my life i
1: wonder if lefty dragged me there or someone like that maybe that yeah. i anyway, um, i don't know i uh, can't remember anyway it
0: yeah, doesn't matter um and, and you were saying that you you'd just come back from denali <laughs> which is the the highest peak in north, north america so yep. in alaska and you said there at that time mm. denali's no, Everest is training for Denali.
1: Yeah, there's kind of two camps. Like, if you yeah. want to do Everest, you go to Denali first to train. Yes. But then people go, if you want to do Denali, go to Everest first to train. Yeah. So it's kind of, and it's one of those things like Denali doesn't have the altitude, um, but it has the difficulty. Like, it's actually a longer stretch from um, base camp to the summit of Denali than it is base camp to the summit of Everest. Yeah. Um, but obviously, Everest has the altitude. But you have porters and sherpas on Everest. You don't have them on Denali. Like it's oh, yeah. you and your gear. Like we had sixty kilos of gear per man that you have to cart. You know, you're yeah. dragging on the seat or carrying it. Like I rocked up there and I weighed like sixty-eight kilos. And they're like, here's your sixty kilos of gear. You have to carry yourself up the hill. <laughs> um, and the weather is really like you Denali gets three weather reports a day for three different altitudes. It's yeah. so big and weird that it creates its own weather pattern. So you can be at base camp, adv- advanced base camp or the summit and the weather will be completely different at all three places. Yeah. So it really is. And I went to Denali in expectation of training to go to Everest. Right. And after two seasons on Denali, I went, I don't need to go any harder than this. Like this, this is so hard. Yes. I'm getting out of what I need. I don't actually think I need to go anywhere else. <laughs> and Denali was rough. Like it, that second year I climbed it, it claimed more lives than Everest did. Like it's not, yeah. not a walk in the park. Things go wrong on the regular. Yeah. And like, as part of your expedition prep, when you arrive in Denali National Park, you go to the rangers station and they give you a briefing and they're very clear. If you get in trouble, we will try to rescue you, but we will not die in the attempt. No, so we'll do not, yeah. what we can, but there'll be a point where we go, You're on your own. That's it. Yeah. So we'll we'll get you later. Yeah. yeah, Pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I was on a on a South American expedition, and there's a camp. Camp three is called Helicopter Camp. There's a Polish group that got in trouble, and the rangers sent a chopper up to get them out. Crashed the chopper, killed everyone in the chopper. Sent another chopper, crashed that, and then went. You're on your own, kids. But when you go to the camp, the camp is just helicopter parts. Yeah. So I've got photos of my tent. I'm tying it down to an engine block and a rotor blade, like. Yeah, this helicopter camp. Yeah, the it's cemetery this, of people. Like who, it's yeah. very, it's, it's real stuff. Some of these places. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. I never thought I'd be here doing this, but it's going to tie this down to this yeah, engine block yeah, over yeah, here yeah. on a mountainside. Okay. Right.
0: <laughs> do you get sick of people asking you if you're going to climb Everest?
1: No, I get it all the time, and I yeah, think I it's do, a good. That's what I mean. But it's a good conversation to yeah. have, and it's it's really interesting because for a long time I had a very clear answer, and very recently. That answer's evolved into kind of two answers, if that makes sense. So my first answer was always, when I pick an expedition, there's kind of two questions. And the first one is, think about it for a month, just on your own. Yeah. And after that month, reflect, how much did you think about it? You thought about it a lot, you want it. Yeah, if you, you didn't really, you don't really want it. And then if you get through that, the second question was, if you could do it, but no one would ever know, yes. and you couldn't tell anyone. Do you still want to do it? And Everest for me was always a fail on that question. I wanted to do it because I wanted to answer that question with, yes, I've done it. Not I wanted to do it and didn't care if anyone did it. It's funny now, as I kind of evolved a bit in in how I look at these things, I was having a conversation over the last kind of year or two with big mountaineers and and guys with opportunities have been thrown at me. Like 6,000 people have climbed Everest and summited. And of that, 200 have done it without oxygen. Yeah. So when talking to these guys, a lot of them are like 6,000 people have stood there, but you know, 5,800 of them stood there on a version of Everest that had a different oxygen level. Oh, okay. So they climbed the physical mountain, but they climbed it in an environment that was not, yes. you know, did you climb it or not? Like the idea okay. is that if okay. you're climbing it, you climb it as it is. Like it's a real purist yeah. view. Like some people say you should climb it, no oxygen, no porters, no Sherpas, you know, go from sea level and, in Bay of Bengal <laughs> and you know, go the whole way. But yeah, but, I I really started to understand the whole concept of if you're going to do it, you do it without oxygen because then you're climbing the true version of it. And I also know that I'm not capable of that. Like that's there's a a degree of people who could climb Everest and then the degree of people who can do it without oxygen is like this minute fraction and I'm not in that. Like I know that. So I'm like (laughs) if I was going to do it, let's say I got through my first two questions and decided I wanted to do it for the right reasons. I almost feel like I'd be uncomfortable climbing with oxygen and I know I'm not good enough to climb it without. So I'm like, you know what? I just don't need it. No, like, and then you go, when you look and look at all the things that can be done, you don't have to do that. Like there's all these other things. And when when I've spent times on big mountains with expedition crews and stuff, and you've got people in amongst you who have climbed Everest, no one's impressed. Like when you're out there, like public's impressed. But Mm. when you're in that crew of people who do these things, no one's impressed by it that yeah. like yeah that's cool like yeah guides are thing, impressive yeah. like they're like yeah i've climbed it eight times and <laughs> taken people up and done rescues. Like, okay you're impressive yeah but for a lot of other people in that community it's a thing that's good but no one's like oh my god you're amazing it's like no, that's cool yeah and i, I think
0: probably in the general public the reason it's so highly esteemed is because it's it's that easily, easily recognizable trivia question of what's the highest mountain. Yeah. What's that one. Yeah. What's the longest overland ultra marathon? I don't yeah.
1: know. No. <laughs> I and mean, then that's it. It's Is like, it's, more impressive? it's got a tag attached to yeah. it. So to be able to, there's a lot of kudos to be able to say, I did it because yeah. you can answer that question and write a book about it and you yeah. know, get work off it or whatever. It on Instagram. Yeah. But like the money that's involved, the risks that's involved and the time and sacrifices that's involved it's got to be worth it and yeah. there's no guarantee like you can people mortgage their house to go do it yeah and there's still a reasonable fail rate like the chances yeah. of you're getting it are still not great so i oh don't no, i just just no, don't I need just it that scrap much it. there are other things to do that i want to do <laughs> ah very good um I, yeah I, I really i
0: really like those sort of the two the two points of am i going to do this do mm. i want to do it um and i, I think about that a little bit and in 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 the case of say like running a marathon and i'm not, I'm not a, i don't do a lot of running i actually mm. quite hate it um i like once i've built i hate building up to the to the distances and then my legs don't let me do it i yeah. get i get craft um calf problems and and blah 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 but people say like because yeah. i I sort of pe teacher yeah i relatively fit oh have you ever done a marathon and, yeah. and i've thought about it this year i turned 42 and i thought 42 in 42 um It's got a ring to it, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. But then I, I realised that I don't really want to run a marathon because I started thinking, well, it's forty-two point two, so that buys me two extra months where I don't have to
1: try <laughs> extra time. I get time.
0: Time. <laughs> okay, yeah. the extra point two. But for for me, it was like that. I, I kind of want to do it because I, um, yeah, because you know, people ask me about it, or yeah, you know, other people have done it, and I think oh, could yeah. I, yeah, could I just go and do it? Yeah. Um. But then I figured, actually, oh, I don't really want to do it. No, nah. like, yeah,
1: and that's okay. Yeah, like it, if you've got other things you want to do that are more important, that's okay. I think yeah. the real crime is doing nothing at all. Right. So right. it's a case of going, if you if you've decided that I don't need to do that, but I want to do something, and there's something that I really want to do, then go do that. Like yes. That's. That's more important, I think. Like, because I look at things like now they've just opened
0: that, that the Grampians Walk or whatever. Like yeah, we've got, like within that's great. a couple of hundred kilometers of here, we've got three amazing walks Great yeah. Ocean Road, yeah, uh, Great Southwest Walk, which yeah, is you know, a few hundred, and now there's the Grampians one, yeah, the Grampians Peak Trail. Like, yeah, maybe that's you know, that's
1: yep. that's my thing. I
0: have to run well late,
1: late this year. They're course. running, they're actually going to run a race oh, on the yes. Grampians Peak Trail from top to tail. Oh, I don't want to run it 100 miles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, don't say that. money. <laughs> Oh, you're in. You're oh, in. God, yeah, that's, that's right up my... 160 purpose. k's. Yeah, like, um, so yeah. top end of the Grand Pins all the way down to Dunkel. Yeah. Um, and I've run a fair chunk of that, a run as in, like, I've, I've covered a fair chunk of that. Yeah. And it's, that'll be an amazing event. I mean, yeah. I think, like, in the running, as a side note, in the running community, for when I look at all the 100-mile races in Australia, that race has run well. That will become, like, a premier 100-mile in the country.
0: Yeah, yeah. Guaranteed.
1: Yeah. Um, and I know the company that run it and they do a magnificent job and i think for this area of the the victoria that could be magnificent that could be a really big deal because i think they could if it's run well it'll probably become one of the best runs in the country yeah so i think i'm really excited about about it just from a local thing of going like it's just over there it's in our backyard isn't that great (laughs) to get put on the map for something as ridiculous as
0: that they're going to be like one of those you know the paid marathon runners that turn up and yeah, you, you get front posy and like poor. Oh, and No way. I, I've seen
1: the guys that are going to run this thing, like the yeah. guys that went out and, and and wrecked the route. And like, if I turn up there, they're going to not care one bit <laughs> because they're going to take off and they will never You're see never me see again. again yeah. No, because they are just freaks of nature. So. Yeah. And it's funny, just you saying about not wanting to run as much. I should clarify, people who train a lot like me are generally far less motivated to do it than you think. Like, right, okay. I don't get up every day going, oh, I'm going to train today. Most days I'm like, everything hurts yeah. and I'm really tired. And, and I don't want to do it. And I'm, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's an expectation like... Yeah. But it's really important. People think that you're up motivated to run every day. I'm not. No. Not at all. Like the alarm goes off, I've got to get up and run. I'm not doing it because I'm super pumped about it. Yeah. I'm doing it because it serves a purpose. Right. And I need to do it because I don't want to waste the opportunity of an event or whatever. So, it's. Fill me in on that
0: then, because this is. I don't want to turn this into an Aiden Nicholson self-help therapy (laughs) session. Um, But the the one thing I do, but (laughs) while we're here, the one thing I do, I, I struggle with. I can do everything mm. fitness-wise after I put my shoes on. Yeah. Yeah. I See, my, then I can go and I'll, I'll work out for hours. Yeah. I can do that. It's the getting the shoes
1: on. What shoe- I can't do get the shoes on. is put my feet on the floor and put my shoes yeah. on. What I do, and look, I've used this, this a lot. Yes. Here we go. Right. <laughs> it really is. I will wake up and the, the negotiation starts yeah. about do we want to do, maybe we'll do tonight, maybe we'll do this, maybe we'll do that. I've trained myself to go while you're negotiating, get dressed. Like even if you haven't agreed that you're gonna do it yet, yeah. get dressed anyway. While you're in your head going, well, we could do double tonight, or maybe oh I'm pretty tired, that yeah. hurts a bit, whatever. While you're having that discussion, get dressed. Because once you're dressed, you're like, We're doing Marshall go. are right, you've got the gear on. And I guarantee you, if you get up and can put your shorts on and put your shoes on, yeah. you'll go. Yeah. Because then you're like, oh, right here, and yeah. you will go. So the key is. Do whatever you need to do to get the gear on. And I, I will literally be negotiating in my own head right up until I'm tying my shoes up. And I still haven't agreed that we're going to go. Uh, And then you try shoes and went, right now, come on, let's go. And then you go.
0: Yeah. So it really is. It's nice to hear. We have a lot of similarities. (laughs) I
1: don't don't bounce out of bed pumped. Like it's like, okay. I see. I believe you do. It's Yeah. Well, it's not. And I'm talking to people who do a lot of this stuff. Most of them aren't like just, well, they're like, no, it's, it's, it's part of my identity of what i do yeah it's part of the purpose i haven't like it's part of you know i don't want to go on this race or expedition and waste it like you've almost got a responsibility to turn up on the start line ready to not blow it and also part of me i enjoy the like the training the whole process of getting to the start line it's almost like anything after the start line is gravy that's that's when you get to show what you've done for the last 12 months. Right, the payoff. Yeah, the payoff. Yeah. Now you get to go have the experience, but you had to earn the right to get on the start line first. Yeah. Now, if you've earned that right, now you can actually go out and really be part of the experience versus standing going, oh, I should have done more, should have done this, should have done that. Oh, I really should have. like." And it really was a mindset thing for me. Um, just going back to the 6633 three for a moment, when I got to yeah. the start line in 2019, I knew that in the training 10, 12 months before that, I had not missed a single meter. Like, I, every single squat, every single kilometer I said I would, like, I did not miss a single push-up. Like, yeah. if I was doing squats and I thought one was a bit shy on depth, I'd do an extra one. Like, I just stood in that line and went, I did not miss a single thing. So then you didn't worry. You're just like, I'm, I'm as good as I'm going to get yeah. so I can forget about all of that. Right. And I can just be present now and actually go have the experience versus going, oh, this is all going to go wrong. I should have done more. I should have <laughs> worked harder. or too late bro we're here yeah so there's probably any
0: any line of a marathon of, you've mm. probably got 50 percent of the people i don't know maybe 20 percent of the people are like i've done enough for this i'm ready to go yep and 80
1: percent going oh yep. <laughs> yep and sometimes you can get away with it but like when we're on expedition or a big race or that there's no line you can't really do that you can't phone it in like if you I often say to people, look, like, if you can run a half marathon, you can run a marathon. Like you'll you'll get that done. That's okay. It'll just be a degree to which you get it done. Like you'll you you may run it less happy than you want to but right. you can do it. A little bit But less when you're getting your... into bigger stuff, like the degree of preparation and necessity for that gets higher and higher. Like I've been on expeditions, like that Antarctic expedition. I remember we were getting ready to go for a summit bid. So we're paying clients. So yeah. But the lead guide, like his job, Mike, he's amazing. His job is to make sure that we don't die and we all yeah. have a good, like he said to us very clearly, my job is not to get you to the summit. My job is to get you home in one piece. And if we summit, that's a bonus. And he'd given us prep the night before, like, right, get up, guys, get this on, get that on. I want this in your bag, that in your bag, have this, have that, blah, blah, blah. I want you up at this time, ready to roll. And we'll get up and we're tied up because you're tied in a rope team. And he said to one of the guys, Where's this item? Oh, I didn't grab it. And he just tore strips off this bloke. Like, absolutely destroyed him. And I'm like, that's a paying client. He's like, I don't care. If he screws up, we're all in, like, we can't stop here. Like, we're literally at the bottom of the planet. No one's going to come and get it. So you do as you're told, period. And then you realize, like, damn, he's real serious. Like, he he doesn't care that you're a customer. He's like, my job is to get you home in one piece. And so if that guy screws up, you could end up in kind of all kinds of drama because we're tied together. So, so there was really a good learning experience to go. Yeah, this is we're not, we're not kidding here. Like it's not a yeah. game for these people. Like this is real serious Trappy stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you didn't bring that item, I told you to. You're putting other people at risk. So yeah. it, it does get you into the zone of understanding the seriousness of the undertaking. Like
0: well,
1: it's not park run. Like come on, man. Like, <laughs> you, need to, you need to be not kidding here. All right, we're, we've hit about forty-five minutes, so oh, we've, okay. got,
0: we've got maybe a <laughs> little 10, bit of room. ten or so to go um i can talk i should have watched. no 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 it's good you know people don't have to listen to me we've got through helping me i've i've, I've yeah. learned what to do we've one thing off <laughs> um we'll have, we'll, chat about where we're going where we're going next yep. and when i mean we i mean you
1: <laughs> not ours. i'm going home <laughs> yeah i'm gonna go for a run
0: yeah uh yeah you've, you've got some work to do this afternoon do. um you, you're doing a race called lapland arctic ultra yes in sweden
1: yes yeah So this race came about, this is really new. Um, It's only been run once before. So with the 6633, there's kind of a sister race like um, the Yukon Arctic Ultra, which is run kind of in the same area, lower down, so it doesn't get as far north, doesn't get in the Arctic Circle, but much earlier, like a month earlier. So it's, or a couple of weeks ago, it's colder and it's a bit more remote. And the guy who runs that race has been running for a long time. He also has just started running this Lapland race. So similar kind of concept, but in Europe's last wilderness. So it's up in what they call Finnish Lapland. So it's way up the north end of Finland and Sweden. Um, and they ran it for the first time last year. And there's three categories on foot, on ski, or fat bike. These are these, you know, fat tire Oh Yeah. Push bikes. yeah, yeah. And you've kind of fit in your category and go for it. Um, and I had a couple of mates who I'd raced with in the Arctic, who then went and did that race last year. And I'm kind of watching them going, oh, that looks like my jam. Like it <laughs> appears that I'm good at this stuff. Like that, that cold, super long, technical, you know, those kind of things seem to be where I yeah, excel. That apparently. battle between yeah. mental and physical, and and they're yeah. just a magical experience. I'm like that. That kind of thing looks like my jam, and you know, it ticks all the boxes. Super long. It's 503 kilometers. Arctic, super cold. Um, no one's ever heard of it. There's yeah. no money, like yeah. it's not famous, but it'll be amazing. So similar, same same but different. so it's still Arctic, 500 kilometers. It's slightly warmer, so as in minus20. Yeah, like, cool. Um, but the weather <laughs> tends yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get the singlet on. Yeah. Um, weather tends to be a bit more stable. So that's good yeah but the issue is because it's slightly warm and a bit more stable and it's back country it's heavy snow so yeah. if it gets too warm it's slush or it's ah, like you know you you'll be right. in snowshoes for a lot of it and you might be post postholing for a lot of it so it's all backcountry. there's no roads um you'll be crossing lakes and rivers and getting through forests and stuff and it's really quite remote like real wilderness yeah um and they said look the race organizers are great but they're like it's snowmobile access only that's the only way we can get in and get out so if you get in trouble, like we've got tracker devices and we we stay in constant communication with them, yeah. if you're like if you hit the button and go something went wrong, they're like that's cool. We don't rescue at night, and we probably take a day to get to you. Yeah. So you need to be able to be self-sufficient long enough until we can get to you. Now the like in in all well, honesty, the likelihood of something really bad happening is extremely low. Okay. If you you know be smart about what right. you're doing. Yeah. Um. So if you're sensible, you're going to be fine. But things happen. Like you can uh you get a thing called overflow, so you might be on a a river and it freezes and then you get um it thaws out you get some water on top of that ice and then you get a layer of snow on that and that freezes a bit so when you look at it it looks like a solid frozen river but you put your foot on it you go straight through Ah. and so you've now got wet feet or you might be wet legs like you might be all the way up you don't know it's like if that happens well you need to know what to do like get out get dry have you got the right gear can you you know do all the things you need to do so there's some risk, but you can mitigate that by knowing what you're doing and having the gear and doing the right thing. So, um, but anyway, so yeah, I'll, I just looked at that. One. That's exactly what I want to do. Similar <laughs> thing. It's you know, put you on the start line, go. See you at the finish line, there are checkpoints along the way, and there generally these old trapper huts, like old hunters' cabins and stuff. Okay, just yeah. way out in the middle of like log cabins out in the middle of nowhere. And the race organizers like, look, if you get there before we do, just get in. I'm, yeah make a fire or something, do whatever. If we get there before you, we'll try and warm up and we might be able to get you a meal, maybe. Yeah. We'll get you some hot water. Yeah. But otherwise, just get in, get yourself sorted and then on your bike and away it goes. I
0: like the idea of you you getting there before the organisers even bother. Yeah, (laughs) but it's like, well, the thing,
1: they've got to watch these people over a long loop. They run two two races at the same time, a 185k and a 503k. Yeah. And for 185 kilometres, we're all on the same loop. But then the 503 guys kind of head out into the head wilderness yeah, again and no do way. a loop in a totally different area so yeah um, i get it so like if those people string out you can have a big stretch between like if you're trying to keep track of races between warner and colac like yeah, yeah and it's hard to get from a to b it's not unreasonable that you might have moved on from a checkpoint or they, the front runners might get to a checkpoint before they get there so yeah but that's I'm not going there to see them like no. you know I, if I get the checkpoint there's no one there that how cool is that right like, yeah this cabin. Paul was here and just yeah. keep walking yeah. <laughs> that's <it>. just keep <laughs> going.
0: how long how long do you expect this to take you this is five what'd you say 5. 503,
1: 503 but it's a lot hillier than yeah, the Arctic yeah, yeah. and you just it depends on the snow like yeah. I'd actually prefer it to be colder because yeah. then the snow's hard packed it and it's, it's if they snow, they're actually literally out at the moment breaking trail so there's snowmobiles follow the trail with this huge kind of plows behind them to just play on it, and to mm-hmm. mark it They literally just put bamboo poles in that are painted so you can kind of see where it is yeah um but if it's warm it can be hard work like you're in snowshoes and you're just sinking into the snow every step it's going to be yeah. a long day like it's a hard hard day's work s- so... snowshoes like the big yeah areas. they look like just you know pontoons on your feet oh like okay a big, like, yeah like, like decent yeah. size so you basically you have your shoe on slip it into that and it's about that wide about that long. the only thing being that it floats on top of the snow. Like, you've got uh, enough surface area yeah, yeah, yeah. that you don't just sink into the snow up to your knees every time. Right. Made um, of
0: like, hard plastic or something. Yeah, like,
1: an like aluminium frame, and then you've got just a hard plastic, mm. like, um, right. like the Eskimos used to make it out of wood and then they'd have, like, a skin of like like animal. Ten- like tennis racket. Yeah, yeah, basically. Like, just a strap a tennis racket in that'd do it. Um, I do. So, they give you 10 yeah. days. Uh, yeah. I'm hoping to be less than 10 days. <laughs> That's <laughs> the plan.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, you're going to take a lot of um, a lot of things you learned in in the Arctic, and then take them to here. Yep. You, you mentioned that the terrain is going to be very different. Yep. And potentially the uh, the temperature is going to be warmer, so therefore more Margin difficult. Um, but obviously, you'd be you'd be sort of prepared for all of those things. Yeah, I think so. Other challenges that you expect that maybe you didn't come across in the or, or, or sorry, even even I guess even things that you when you went back to the Arctic the second time, yeah. and 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 obviously did it a lot better, yeah. Were there still things that you came home from and went, I-, I could still do that better. I could do that better.
1: I think in terms of executing how I operate, I was quite happy. Like I didn't, I haven't changed much around, you know, how I would eat and what gear I take and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, might review sleep strategy a little bit, just to, to be a bit more aware of kind of when you're really tired and when you're not. It's that real fine line of going. If you get enough sleep, you can actually go faster. Mm. But if you have too much sleep, it actually costs you because you've had too much time of sleep, if that makes right. sense. Okay. If you have too little sleep, you're on your feet for longer, but you're slower because you're too tired. So you've got to find that sweet spot where you get enough sleep that you can maintain the right pace, but not too much, but not too little. So that and that really is a day by day thing of what was the train like, how much food you get in, how you're feeling, yeah, all that kind of stuff. So part of that is just you gotta play that game as it as it happens to kind of see how that operates <laughs> and i've focused probably a little less on speed and a little more on can your legs just keep pumping up and down hills all day because you're gonna need that like from a training perspective i'm faster now than i was when i went to the arctic in 2019 just from a pace kind of thing when i run or drag a sled or what okay. have you yeah but I'm not necessarily upper body in general strength. I'm probably a little less than I was when I went, but lower body strength, I'm much better. So I've gotten mm. the engine in the legs is better than what it used to be. And I, that's kind of what I wanted going. you got a post all through snow. We're going uphill, downhill all the time. Yeah. You don't, again, it's What's not the first hole through snow. So if you're in snow and you you put your foot in it and your foot sinks down to you, ah, yeah. like you dug a hole for a post, uh, yes, gotcha. a, but then you've got to lift your foot all the yeah. way up and then put another hole in and then yeah. do it again. And it gets like, it's called breaking trail going up mountains. Like it's really hard yards. Yeah. Um, breaking trail is in like, you're the first person. You're the guy because then there. everyone follows your footsteps so so because you've already packed back. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so okay. it was more a case again, again, it's not going to be the, the strongest or the fastest person who's going to. Get to the finish line. It's more yeah. like, are you able to keep the engine running at the right revs for long enough that you can kind of maintain a pace to get the job done, but have time to sleep and eat and, and do all the things you need to do? Yeah. We will find out. <laughs> so, are you, are, you, are you going with a, a win in mind? Like, are you going to. Uh, no, I'm going there to execute the best strategy I can. Plan. And if that puts me at the front of the field, I'll definitely take the opportunity. Yes. But by the same token, if it doesn't, like there's no point coming home going I won, but it cost me three fingers. Yeah, yeah. So I want to go and run the yeah. best race that I can, and hopefully that puts me at the front of the field. But the best race that I can is the best race that I can, and if that puts me dead last, but I finish and cross the line going, tanks <laughs> like did absolutely yeah. the best I can, I'll be happy with that. But I'll definitely go and just go let's let's do the best we can and see where that gets us. Yeah, um, it's a very small field. They had. 60 people the first year they ran it last year but between then and now like you know russia invaded inflation's gone through the roof yeah it's a little crazy we're racing like literally one country from the russian border so the numbers are much so there's a couple of dozen people tops i think going so it's going to be a very boutique small race because a lot of people are just like yeah i don't know whether i need to go there at this time you know i just (laughs) might wait a year and see what happens you know Uh, like i i signed up for the race and literally said to family and Like I've signed up for it, but like they drop a nuke over there. We're not going like it's over, like, you know, nothing's happening. So there's for a long time I'd signed up, but wasn't really convinced that it would happen. Going, Ah. Just don't know. Like, you know, there were small numbers of the race guys still going to run it if it's small. And like, if the whole Ukraine thing blows up, then we're probably not going to go. So, and a few months ago, the race organizers contacted all of us and said, we will guarantee it'll run. Like I promise you, we said it'll run, it'll run. To know that, um, but it will be small, so we'll have a small crew, which means you'll get even less support, but it'll happen yeah cool i'm I'm fine with that, that's okay, <laughs> like you don't get a lot anyway, but yeah, cool, at least we know it's definitely happening, so for a while there, I was training really hard for a race that may happen, yeah, but also might not it <laughs> yeah, is what it is I, just, I feel the difference
0: between me and you obviously go, come on, email, come on, cancer. come on, cancer not cancer,
1: <laughs> I'm like, don't let me waste all this yeah, work. That's man. Right. Yeah. Got all this gear. I'm <laughs> training hard. Don't waste it. How
0: training this is in a couple of months, isn't it? Is it March?
1: No, I live in six weeks. Six weeks, yeah. Yeah. So I leave on the twenty-eighth of Feb. Yeah. And race starts on the fifth of March. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Not sounds like six weeks ahead of time. Like no, a go... lot to do. Like it, yeah. it, it takes three or three days basically to get from Mel from you know from warnable to where I need to be for the start line is mm. a couple of days to get that job done. Yes. Um, and then you got a couple of days of prepping things over there, then you start and then literally, you know, away you go. So yeah. it'll, it'll disappear quite quickly. Yeah. There's a lot to do between now and then <laughs> and <laughs> general life and, you know, all the other stuff you have to do in just day to day. General life.
0: Uh, so we're, we're, we're going to get close to wrapping. We're 56 minutes. Right. So we're, yeah. So anyway, but we're, <laughs> speed there, round. There's no rules on how long this can <laughs> go your podcast. For. We, we make the rules. Um, what what is a training week? This is the, we're on Monday. So yeah. Let, let's say Monday's day one. What's a training week uh to get ready for this Lapland Arctic Ultra? It varies
1: week to week, not as in I make it up week to week. Like yeah. I look at like I've got a 12-week, um, twelve to fifteen week running base that I look at in terms of what I want to do for for volume. So that sets me a guideline of okay, this week I need to get XKs in the bag, and that will be made up of the following. Um I think the best explanation for how I train with running or how you you know people think you should try with running is most of it should be easy some of it should be hard and every now and then try and find god okay that's how it should be so most of it easy every now and then make it hard and every now and then try and utterly destroy yourself most of it
0: should be easy yeah most of it
1: should be which is great (laughs) it's a fantastic thing so for me the kilometers will vary depending on what the goal is and where i'm at in that training cycle Um, and then on top of that we'll add some strength work so a lot of that will be Dragging a tire, dragging a sled, just to get used to your body, used to being under that load and in that position. Um, Getting up and down Tower Hill, getting hill runs in, getting sprint work in, all the usual stuff. And strength work, which for me is normally swinging kettlebells around and that kind of stuff. So yeah, which is cool. Like I can't take the kids running, but I can do a lot of strength work at home with the kids. And like I'm doing step ups for, you know, forever. um, The kids will have a play with that, and the kids (laughs) will pick up kettlebells and run them around and stuff. So it's kind of nice for them to see that yeah and like, i'll jump on the treadmill some days and you know son will come out and have a chat or we we'll sit on the bike next to me and pedal away and like yeah this. which is good i think it's really good that yeah. kids see you doing exercise every day they don't really understand necessarily the purpose but they no. just go oh you do something we do something every day like um my older son's always like how many steps do you get today dad like they'll beat oh, you yeah. or not count them up you're never gonna beat me mate but <laughs> it's great that you're really keen on like, i did stuff like that's really good <laughs> one day so no. yeah one day he's going to walk up and go, oh, yeah. I, Done. I beat you. you got slow, old man. You got slow. You yeah. might be 85. Yeah. One day. Yeah, I'll make him work for it. Don't yeah. worry. So yeah, that's kind of what a week looks like. Yeah. And, and and it varies. Like, some days you have to accept that work happens, kids happen, life happens. You're know, like, today it's going to be late or super early. Or yeah. I'm going to have to make that up on the weekend because whatever happened and you've got to have some room to move there. So you just, some of it has to be a little flexible in terms of, how and when 100% all right so how can
0: people track your progress and how you're going I actually this is, a, this is sort of a side note but when you were doing the uh 6633 yep you were obviously wearing gps's and you could you could Dot check watch. it out and I'd go and teach <laughs> and I'd be like oh Paul's still walking and I'd run back to my laptop and I'd be like oh he's done yeah this. and sometimes it didn't update I'm like, yeah oh, he stopped yeah. why is he stopped <laughs> what are you doing I know he's not at the checkpoint. What's you know and, um
1: they don't update like it's not live live like it depends on satellite and all that kind of stuff yeah um but these guys will they'll they have the dot tracker so people can dot watch okay um so when i get over there and get my number and all that kind of stuff i'll put up um you know here's the link here's my number and you can watch it watch it Um, which is kind of weird being out there at times, knowing that everyone's watching, <laughs> like by everyone, I mean, like, you know, my mom and like, you know, friends are watching and kind of yeah. the, what you're doing. I can't remember, things. I
0: don't, because it wasn't, it wasn't like a dot on a map. I don't, th- I think it
1: was just checkpoint timings or something.
0: On They the do, six, six, three, the 663 six, did both. Yeah, there was oh, actually yeah, a link yeah, where you it? could
1: find, like, they'd only just started that in 2019, I think, whereas right, these yeah. guys are really schmick. Like with the Lapland trip, part of the application process was a Zoom interview with the race director in Germany. Yeah. And he was asking, and he said, like, I'm going to record this because I need to have you on video answering certain questions. Do you understand that? <laughs> yes, I understand that. You know, we don't rescue at night. Do you understand that? Yes, I uh, understand. Yeah, like, you right. had to go through that process. But he's he's very schmick. He said, look, you'll have a GPS tracker. If you stop to sleep, you must message me that you uh, are stopping yes. to sleep. Because he said, if I see that you have a move for an hour or two, I'll assume that something's wrong and i'll send someone to get you and they're going to be very upset if they get there and you're like what's up yeah. like, you're instantly out you woke me up yeah they're like we'll pull you out of the race You're oh, really? disqualified." yeah because yeah. we like for us because it's so remote if if we think you're in trouble we send someone and it might take them a day to get to you and they're not going to be happy about that so you're out so oh, their, yeah. their safety is quite full on um, and i think the GPS coverage and phone coverage out there because it's Sweden. It's great, so you'll actually get good coverage. So ah, um, I'll put good. the link up, and it should be a pretty good. So people can, watch. Yeah. So people will be able to find you
0: on uh, Instagram. You
1: find me on Instagram under the Rogue Scholar, the Rogue um, Scholar. or paulwatkins.com.au, um, or LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn a lot. If you're a LinkedIn person, yeah. you can find me there as well. And I'll put up all the the trackers and that kind of stuff, um, so that you can follow this little dot on the map and hopefully it just keeps moving <laughs> it does all the things it should do yeah and if there is good coverage out there i am going to try and post some media while i'm out there if i can yeah. just because you know if I'd, I'd love to document it and just from the kids your brain entertained as yeah because well. sometimes, like you're on your own for a long time yeah, it's it a bit weird so it's good to have something that's kind of you know i'm gonna oh it's morning and I'll, I'll i'll take some photos or get some video or record something because yeah. you always get home and go i should have taken more photos should yeah. have done more video yeah. like take as much as you can if 80 percent of it's rubbish 20 percent of it might be amazing so get what you can so yeah see what happens cool well i can it just about gets us to the
0: end done. um all the best in uh, Sweden,
1: man. It's going to be cool. I'll keep you posted. Yeah. <laughs> we can catch up afterwards. and Yeah. Um, well, we, can,
0: we can do another one at the end. Post race. To, yeah, post race in um, interview. Yeah. Wrap up. Yeah.
1: See what happens.
0: <laughs> awesome. Thank you.
1: Cheers, mate. Bye.